The We Are Dog Nation podcast reports and opinions are not those of UGA. This is not yet an official podcast of the University of Georgia. International We Are Dog Nation podcast. I'm your host, Nation, and that is short for Dog Nation. And our dogs take the field at Jordan Hare Stadium, and we curb stomp the Auburn Tigers. Wait, Tigers? The Auburn uh, Plainsmen? Wait, Auburn War Eagles. Um, Okay, now, now, now I'm confused. Uh, okay, the dog curve stomp Auburn by the score of 21 to 14 in Auburn, Alabama. The team that's the most confused team in all of college football. How do you have three mascots? Can somebody answer that for me? How do you have three mascots? They don't know who they are. Either your plainsman, your eagle, your tiger. Uh, it's, it's a bunch of weird stuff going on in Auburn, Alabama. But regardless, our dogs take the field in the Deep South oldest rivalry in the 124th meeting of Georgia versus Auburn. There's only one school that got more um, games played, and that's Minnesota and Wisconsin with 128. But in the 124th meeting between Georgia and Auburn in the Deep South oldest rivalry, the dogs take the field and curve stomp them and win yet again for the 12th time in the past 15 meetings. Georgia come away victorious. And for the third time since the infamous we beat the dog crap out of them comment in 2017 when Gus Malzahn said that after we lost in Auburn two years ago around about this time. And also, for the first time in the, the Kirby Smart era, 2016, on the road, SEC, uh, SEC West opponent, we played, Miss, uh, uh, we played Ole Miss and we lost. 2017, on the road, SEC opponent on, on the West Division, we played Auburn and we lost. 2018, on the road versus LSU, SEC West opponent, and we lost. This is the first time we beat an SEC West team on the road. Getting over the hop. Getting better. And the way things are looking right now, we got a test against Texas A&M at home next week. And then we'll finish off with Georgia Tech. The way things are looking right now, we're going to finish 11-1. Oh, excuse me. 11-1 for the third year in a row. And that has, in a, in a regular season. And that has not happened since 1980, 81, and 82. And also... For the third year in a row, only one team has done it in the SEC. Georgia is going back to the SEC championship. We have yet again on the East, and we're going to face off against another Tiger. So we got one Tiger down. Well, no, we got, excuse me, we have two Tigers down 
one Tiger to go, and we'll see them December 7th. But right now, we got to focus on Texas A&M next week. And I'll get to my pick later on how many points we should beat them by. Uh, last week, I said we should beat Auburn by 10. We beat about 7. Could have been a little more, but get to, get to that a little later on. But right now, the series lead between Auburn and Georgia, we lead the series 60 wins to 56 wins to eight ties. It was a beautiful day. A beautiful time to be a dog fan. And what a great weekend. We have clinched the East yet again. And right off the bat, let me get you right off the bat before I go any further. The game ball for the second week in a row goes over to the defense. That defense is really great. They didn't allow a touchdown until the fourth quarter. Now, that was the first time Auburn scored since the second quarter last year. So that's five quarters of football that Auburn has not scored on Georgia. I was kind of disappointed. Really going, I really hope for that shutout. Uh, it was it kind of hurt, man, when um, Eric, Eric Stokes dropped that football in the end zone to pick it off up 21-0. That could have really put the nail in the coffin and just put them away and kill all their hopes and dreams. But they got a little momentum going. You know, we was gassed, in my opinion, tired. Um, you know, been on the field all that time. And so, allowed a couple touchdowns in the end. There were dogs held strong, hold, hold on strong. And we dominated that game for the, most, for the most part. And as we know, we got the victory. Now, let's get into some stats here real quick and um, go over some stuff real quick. Now, oh, before I go to there, Shout out to Dan Landon, defense coordinator. He's been nominated for the defense coordinator of the year award. He has done a remarkable job with his defense. Look, David Pollock said it in the summertime. He said, look, this defense is for real. And the players were excited because Dan Landon is a little more energetic than uh, Mel Tucker. A little more things he's going to do with that defense. And I'm seeing it. And they are the strength of our team. And it's not that it's not that we don't have offensive players. We don't, we got all great offensive players, and I'll touch on that in a second. I'm not gonna be the dead horse, but the play calling got to step up. Even Kirby said in the press conference, we gotta play better on offense. If you got five stars at the five stars and four stars and top 100 players and top 150 players and top 300 players, it's not the players, it's not the talent. So, you know, we all know what that is. But anyway, get into a couple stats here. Jake Fromm, 13-28, 110 yards, three touchdowns, one of Mookie Blaylock, uh, well, Mookie Blaylock, excuse me, Dominic Blaylock, the son of Mookie Blaylock, who played for the Atlanta Hawks back in the day in a little NBA basketball. Another one to uh, Eli Wolf, the tight end, and another one to Brian Harry. DeAndre Swift, running back you, crosses over 1,000 yards again for the second season in a row. Seven touchdowns, 6.3 yards per carry, 1,027 yards on the season so far. And speaking of running back, you, I noticed it's, it's dog related, but it's not, you know, he's not playing for the dogs no more, but once a dog, always a dog, Nick Chubb. That's right, Nick Chubb, only running back so far in NFL, in NFL to go over 1,000 yards for the season just in 10 games. He's Nick Chubb on pace for do about, I mean, he can probably do about 1,600, 1,700 yards 
1,500 yards easy uh, this season. So, shout out Nick Chubb, representing the dogs. Man, love it. Love it, love it. Running back you, baby. Running back you. All right, Bo Nix goes, goes for, throws the ball 50 yards. I mean, no, excuse me, 50 yards. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Goes 30 or 50 and throw for 245 yards. So, to throw the ball 50 times, complete 30 passes, and the defense only allows 245 through there, and that's a pretty good day for our defense. That's a pretty good day for our defense um, and our secondary. But here's where things get kind of, you know, your eyes kind of open up. Total yard, total yard for UGA, and, and clearly Auburn has a really great defense. Um, kind of jumping ahead of myself for one second. What they made me kind of, you know, very excited and very hopeful about the game against LSU is that they can be slowed down. Now, defense can do it. And Auburn defense slowed down LSU to 23 points. And, high, and that high-power offense, they slowed them down. And our offense only allowed, although we scored 21 points, we only put up 250 yards uh, of offense against that Auburn defense, but we're still going 21 points, so that's a very tough defense. Derrick Brown leads the way, to, leads the way on that uh, Auburn defensive line, and he's a first-round draft pick. Him and number, uh, number three, I've got his name, but they got some really great, strong uh, players and talented players up front on the defensive line up there, but to do what we did, and the honest, we'll hit 100 yards rushing and go up 21-0 at one point, it's a pretty good day for our defense and pretty good day for our offense. But 3 of, three of 15 on third down and 5 of 18 for the uh, Auburn. But the 9 3 announced, man. And I know Auburn got, I know, I know I'm kind of, you know, giving credit to Auburn for a tough defense. But at the same time, we got a very, we got a lot of talent on the offense. And we got too much talent on the offense to be going, having 9 3 outs. You know? When you have three running backs on your roster who at one point in time have had a five-star by their name, rated by at least one service. You got a five-star quarterback on your who's starting. You have three former five-star wide receivers on your roster in George Pickens, Dominic Blaylock, and uh, Demetrius Robinson. And a great wide receiver, Lawrence, Lawrence Cajun, has come along very nicely. Well, Offensive line that's loaded and deep and got three players who don't start actually score five stars and one of the best offensive line, if not the best offensive line coach in the, in the game and best offensive line recruit in the game is Sam Pittman. We got to do better. I don't care what the tough defense, we just got to do better. That score, in my opinion, should have been somewhere around 35 to like 14. We just, we just got we just got to do better. But one stat that stands out to me that is very alarming. One player on Georgia accounted for 558 yards. One player accounted for 558 yards. And that player, unfortunately, was Jake Kamara, our punter. 11 punts. 11 punts. 558 yards with a 50 average uh, per punt uh, kick. With the longest of 67, four inside the 20, 
I mean, he 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 did he did a great job, but that's just too many punts. That's too many punts for the type of talent we have. But just a little quick uh, Jay Camarda story. It would not it would not surprise me if Jay Camarda takes over next year after Rodrigo graduates and leaves leaves and go off to NFL. I saw Jay Camarda in high school, uh, senior year. Um, you know, facing Grace in the playoffs. And it was kind of like drizzling rain. When I tell you this kid kicked a 56-yard field goal with room to spare, I was like, oh, my God. And so it kind of it surprised me when I saw him. I won't say surprised me. Uh, punting at Georgia instead of doing kickoff. But I think he might switch over or maybe, who knows, may have a double duty uh, come next year. So we'll see how Curtis going to handle that. But I want to get into here next these freshmen. The future of the Georgia program, man. I am so, so, so excited. So, so excited. Those freshmen that's that's there now. And please, please understand, I, I still believe we can win it all this year. You got to take it one game at a time. Anything can be beat. You got to back against the walls. Uh, the pressure's on, and we want the, the team wants the national championship really, really bad. And so that could turn well in our favor uh, this year. And I'm believing, believing that to be so, until other to proven otherwise. But I really believe this group of freshmen on the defense side, especially before these guys leave UGA and go on to the pros, there's gonna be a national championship. I just really believe that. And I think I said it before, not to say Jay Frank can lead us to one, but I do believe he can, but I just got a good, strong feeling that before uh, Carson Beck leaves, or sometime during his time at Georgia, he's going to help bring a championship to Georgia. It's on the way. It's on the way, but guys like um, Nolan Smith, N'Kobe Dean, Dominic Blaylock, those Tariq Stevenson, the, the cornerback, George Pickens, who by the way was committed to Auburn, probably man, close to two years. <laughs> and I, I was so hoping that George Pickens had a better showing because it was beautiful. He was committed to Auburn for like two years, and I noticed on Facebook, no, it's not on Facebook. I'm sorry, on Twitter that his his headline. His head photo with a picture of him in a Georgia uniform. And sure enough, come signing day, George Pickens flipped and committed to UGA. Beautiful. So I'm like, you know, it was a little. That, that was good. I, I'm hoping he gets like a touchdown against Auburn, but hey, there's always next year. And. But, uh. That, that, that thought was pretty cool. But anyway. And then you got Trayvon Walker. Now, I'm not going to give Kirby the dunno of the moment. Trayvon Walker, 6'5", 290 pounds, chisel, muscle. I won't give Kirby the dunno of the moment. I would never do that. But I'm going to give him what I call, man, you probably shouldn't have done that. Because, you know, Kirby all decided, man, he decided to uh, run up and chest about Trayvon Walker. Now, my, now, Trayvon, 6'5", 290, 18 years old, chiseled, strong, big guy. 
Kirby's like 5'10", 190. And so, he, some of y'all probably already saw, when he went and chest bumped uh, Trayvon uh, Walker, he went falling back on his behind. That was funny. That was hilarious. So, probably shouldn't have done that, but Duff can't give him, Duff cannot give him in the moment. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What is this? Dummy of the moment. Oh, I got one. I got a dummy of the moment for you. And a dummy of the moment, it is a trifecta. It's going to include, once again, Dan Mullen. It's going to include, well, Dan Mullen, because they asked him, you know, about the Georgia-Auburn game. He's, he's so, he goes War Eagle. <sighs> Look here, uh, Dan. We would have had to lose to Auburn and Texas a That was just not going to happen. Maybe one. But definitely not to. So you, your your hopes and dreams is already dead. What's going to happen, regardless? Um, that that's part of it. Then it goes out to Marlon Davidson. Marlon Davidson, the defensive end for Auburn. Marlon Davidson comes out his mouth and says. We can't beat Georgia and the refs. Oh. I would say you can't be this stupid, but it's a free country and you can be whatever you want to be. I would say you can't be this dumb, but it's a free country and you can be what you want to be. Okay, sir. We beat Auburn 12 out of the last 15 times we met up. When 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 Auburn scored in the fourth quarter, by the way, it should have probably been seven points. Eric Stokes dropped that football interception. That was their first time scoring on Georgia since the second quarter of last year. So it's the refs' fault that y'all was down 21-0 and you said we can't beat Georgia and the refs? When someone beats you 12 out of 15 meetings, it's simple. It's quite simple. We are just better than you. That's it. That's all it is. We're better than you. So he gets the dummy of the moment. And Gus Miles off of being a coach. You get the dummy of the moment too because a couple years ago, we beat the dog crap out of him. He was so happy to get it. Hello, you beat the dog crap out of us. Okay. And since then, if you've been eating your own words. But on to the next. Don't that. We got Texas AM 3:30 Saturday at home. And I'm calling for, well, let's go. Let's go 31 points for Georgia. And let's give Texas AM 14 points. So I'm going 31-14, dogs win over Texas A&M. Take care of business. I do got an update uh, for those of you who saw the game. Shameless Smith, she's a photographer on the sideline, got hit by accident by Brian Herring. And Brian felt like really bad about it and tried to stay by her side, but they made him go back to the sideline. Um, but uh, I do got an update on her. 
she has been released from the hospital. She's doing fine. And so that's good because she got hit by accident, man. And when she dropped, that was a um, very scary feeling to see that. So I'm glad she's doing okay. I'm glad she's doing well. And uh, prayer for a speedy recovery. And I know this is a podcast talking about Georgia football, but uh, prayers up for even Tua because I don't want to see nobody get hurt in their career. So I wish that young man is, uh, all the best as well. So that's it. Come back to you next week. Uh, follow you on, fa- on Facebook and Twitter and send me shout-outs. Happy birthday. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, it's been a great weekend. You know, my, uh, one of the best birthday presents I got. Our dogs winning. Clinching our victory over to the SEC East. And uh, going to the SEC Championship game. And I do believe in our dogs. We can take we can take that LSU. I really do. And once we get in the playoffs, anything can happen. So it's one game at a time. And I'm just believing we're going to win it all until I'm proven otherwise different. So if you haven't, it's your first time listening to the podcast. I appreciate you listening in. Uh, please come back again. Uh, if you are a returning visitor, thank you so much for constantly listening and coming back. I appreciate all your support and your love. Thank you all the birthday wishes. I really appreciate you guys. But until next week, have a great board all day, a great board all week. And as always, as always, go dogs, sick them, roof. <laughs>